I'm your host Matt, and with me as always is my co-host Lorna. Hello. Hola. Buenos dias. dias. I said that at work today, actually. What did this? What did you reply? Um, my co my co-worker came in and said hola, and I went hola, buenos dias, and I was like, I don't even know what that means. Hello. Hello. Good day. Good day. Okay. That was the end of the story. Oh, right, okay. Uh, good one. Thank you. But did you have a good day? How how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Feels like a while since we've recorded. Yeah, because we were quite prepared for a few, and then... And then now we're unprepared. We had a busy week, Matthew's birthday week. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, me. Mm-hmm, I did tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, so it has been a while, Did you actually. tweet? I didn't see that. I did, it was quite late at night, though. Oh, was it? But, was we're for our American audience. Oh, yes, our strong American cohort. Mm-hmm, hello. Um... If you never listened to the show before, what are you doing? Jumping on at number fifty-one. Also, what a good one to jump on! Oh, I'm oh, gonna say, oh yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Um, You're gonna explain what we do. I was gonna explain what we do. We just do it. One of us does a report on a on a topic from history, moment, event, person, uh, country, place, maybe this time. <laughs> I've heard in I've heard through the grapevine. Not it's not quite a country. Might be it's a not nation. Also, depends how you see it. Nation of Islam. <laughs> Maybe. No. no. Okay. No, no, no. Well, Lorna's gonna do a report today. Mm-hmm. So take it away now. Okay. Um my report is on the Principality of Sealand. Sealand? Have you ever heard of it? Sealand. So this is the company that owns um, Sealand. You think of Sea World? <laughs> and they're not very good. Watch Blackfish. The that, documentary. That's Sea World. I just like to point out we're not discussing that in today's uh, pod. Today we are discussing. What's the name of that orca that died? Tilikum. Tilikum. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> so it's why are we talking about Sealand? Um, it's a micro nation. It Micronation, yeah. Yep, that claims rough tower as its territory and it's been described as the world's smallest nation. Claims what, sorry? Rough tower, but I'll get back to that. Okay. So, I'm going to go into... World's smallest nation? Yeah. It's been described as that. We'll come into it. It's a bit contested. Where have you heard about this? Give me some... Oh, I don't. I was doing some research into possible pod topics and stumbled across this story, which is a bit of a bizarre one. Okay. But um, if I just get into it, and then you'll know, because I think I've confused you a bit with Rough Tower. You have. So, Rough Tower is an offshore platform in the North Sea. It's about seven point five miles off the coast of Suffolk. Um, it's a disused Monsell Sea Fort, and it was built as an anti-aircraft gun platform by the British during World War Two. Right, okay. So I didn't, I've never heard of what, these what before. What sea is it in, sorry? The North Sea. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, And it was originally called HM Fort Ruffs, but now okay. it was changed to Rough Tower. It was built during Second World War, as I've mentioned, to defend the vital shipping lanes in nearby estuaries against German Navy mine-laying aircraft. Yeah. So it's a defence mechanism to put these towers in place and then they'd place... Um, military personnel on the towers to put off. I'm always fascinated how they build stuff in the sea. I don't go into that. It's good though, isn't it? It is pretty good though. I always think of like oil rigs and stuff. Yeah. Because it is, is it up there um, between I think, somewhere like somewhere between England and like Scandinavia isn't there um, there's really um, good oil rigs in terms of like really rich oil rigs. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. That's I think not really I imagine they use a lot it? of metal. Yeah. Um. Sounds but anyway, good. the fort was constructed of a floating pontoon base and a superstructure of two hollow towers joined by a deck. What does what's a pontoon base? Not a clue. I'm assuming the, it floats. Named after the famous game Pontoon. Potentially. Also known as Twenty One or Blackjack. Mm. Nothing to do with oh, that. Right, okay. I think it's just something that floats, maybe. So it's a, a bit in the middle, which is the deck, and it's got two towers on either side, yeah. and other structures could be added to it. Um, the fort was towed to a position above the rough sands, sandbar, and it was purposely flooded to sink on its final position, so it's sunk and is now in place. Okay. 
Yeah. So I imagine that's how they do some oh, building, like sounds, they build the structure yeah. and then sink it. Interesting. Anyway. I bet your dad would be interested in that. Yeah, my dad would probably know actually. Yeah. Um, Maybe he should do the <laughs> podcast instead of us. Oh, he should. We should have invited him on instead. He's off drinking wine. Instead, you're uh, oh, everyone's favourite, Barry. Thank you. Um, so it's 7.5 miles off the coast and this is outside of the three mile claim of the United Kingdom, which therefore meant that it was in international waters. Throughout the war, it was occupied by a hundred... I've heard two accounts say one was 150 to 300 and the other one was 100 to 120 Navy officers and personnel. Um, the fort was abandoned by the last full-time personnel in 1956. So they just left it. Many of the forts were knocked down as some claim that they were constructed illegally as they were outside the UK territorial waters. So in 1950s, once they were abandoned, quite a lot were ordered to be... like. Mm. Taken down. I wanted to say put down then, but that's not the right word. No. Taken down, but some weren't, which we'll get on to. No people on board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, following the fort being abandoned, many saw this as an opportunity, and the facility was occupied in February and August in 1965 by Jack Moore and his daughter Jane Moore. Um, they squatted on behalf of the pirate uh, station Wonderful Radio London. Uh, the pirate radio is unlicensed and illegal broadcasting, which was popular in the UK in the 1960s. So they're doing it in what they consider international waters. Oh, love that. So they can't get caught. I um, love international waters. Yeah. I love no laws. Yeah, so the fort, as it was in international waters, was identified as a great space for pirate radio. I don't understand pirate radio either, though. So they don't, um, they're what? unlicensed and it's illegal. So I'm assuming it's like, you know how we watch TV and we pay a TV license? Yeah. And I'm assuming like BBC and ITV will pay a license to be on TV. Mm, okay. I'm assuming. Sure, okay. Um, I also think it monitors what content they put out because I think there will be strict but rules regarding TV and radio. Out, him and his daughter. I don't know, it sounds wonderful, Radio London. It I sounds know. like a good station. Oh, I won't. I won't put. I won't back back it here on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't There's know no what facts it is. There, that was pure <laughs> speculation. We have no idea. Um, you don't know what it. It could be dodgy ass. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, they're they're doing this illegally. Hmm. But we don't really talk about Jack and Jane more anymore. Oh. Anymore, huh? Um. So the fort was identified as a great space for radio. And as a result, Major Paddy Roy Bates occupied the fort and he ejected a competing group of pirate broadcasters. One account claimed that this took place on Christmas Eve of 1966, but another one claimed it took place on the 2nd of September 1967. But either way, he's on the fort. Paddy big, himself... That's a big gap. Nine gap, I understand where the gap comes from and I will explain it in a minute though. So okay. Paddy himself was a British citizen and a pirate radio broadcaster. The intention of his occupation was to broadcast his own station from the facility and his radio station was called Radio Essex. He had with him all the necessary equipment but despite this he never began broadcasting. He'd previously used another fort called Knock John, however it was located closer to the shore and within British waters so he'd been convicted for illegal broadcasting. Therefore, the he made the of <laughs> Therefore, he made the decision to move further out and Rough Towers was chosen. But no. it seems unusual that he went through all the effort and moving further out and with all his equipment and then was like, I'm not going to broadcast. So he never broadcasted his radio from Rough Towers. How I think the strangest thing is that all these pirate radio stations which are having this like bizarre war in, in international waters over who's going to have the land to Yeah, like broadcast. evicting people and stuff. Their radio stations are called Wonderful London and Essex Radio. Radio Essex. <laughs> They're like the I dullest know. names ever. But we don't really know what they were broadcasting. Do I know, it's just weird. you think it'd be like, I don't know. When I did read up a lie, though, it said it had a surge in the 1960s of this radio broadcasting and then again in the 1980s. Just seems bizarre, like, 1980s, I think that's TV time. Who's looking in? Who's looking up, like, where's wonderful London on my Yeah, how FM do you know about these things? Like, I'd understand if it was, like, the war. Yeah. If it, if it was in a period of war, I think I would be more understanding. You, you know what I think of? What? When I think of this. I think of the greatest war of all 
which was the um, seventh Harry Potter book. Oh my! I knew you were going to say some nonsense then. Um, do you know what I mean? We're in the Harry Potter. Yeah, they listen to the radio. It's the um, what's the radio. it called? It's the called Seamus. Dumbledore's army have got the radio station, yeah. haven't they? And they're like, Harry's on the run. Yeah. That, but I assume this is not the same. Uh, same I idea. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same idea. Anyway, so he's on rough towers with all his equipment. He's not going to broadcast. Instead, he declared the independence of Rough Towers and he claimed it was now the Principality of Sealand. This is where the dates got confused. Sealand. So he claimed this on the 2nd of September 1967. Right. So some say that he'd already been inhabiting the fort yeah. since Christmas Eve, the year previous, but others say that on that day he came in and declared it Sealand. Um, this was his wife Joan's birthday and some think this was a romantic gesture and one that resulted in her becoming Princess Jean. Joan, I just said Jean. Princess Jean, I changed my name as well. <laughs> Princess Joan. Um, as a result, the fort has won the Guinness World Record for the smallest area to lay claim to nation status. So, for, so I don't understand what's gone on in his head, to be honest. To go in, planning to do a radio station and instead declare a nation. Yeah, but he, he knew this was the ultimate romantic gesture. Yeah. For, for Jean or Joan. Joan, it's um, Joan. <laughs> and he knew... He'd get a, they'd agree to marry. Is that what they said? Did I imagine? No, they're that? already, oh, they're already, already married. married. Yeah, okay. it was just on a birthday. Oh, that's lovely. Like, Happy that. birthday. Have this nation. I've called it the Principality of Sealand. Why would you call it that? that? That's another question I have because you you get idiots like me mixing up with Sea World yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> so choose something. Also, Sealand <laughs> is just like he's looked, looked around. He's landed on this place and he's gone. What are we going to call it? What? We're surrounded by sea, and sea? this is a bit of land. Land sea? Oh, no, it's <laughs> no. not going to ring to it. Try again. Sland. No, no, no. Sea land. Oh, you've done it. What about Sea World? <laughs> what about the Principality of Sea oh, Land? Oh, yeah. Adds a bit of fanciness <laughs> to mm, it. Yeah. Do you want to be called Jean now? <laughs> <laughs> She's um, still called Joan. Okay. Sorry. So is he Prince? Yes, What's which I will get on to. He's called Paddy Roy Bates, but a lot of people call Prince him Roy. Bad. But I've referred to him as Paddy okay. throughout. Prince Paddy Roy. Yeah. Um, so he was on the fort with his wife, Joan, their son, Michael, who was 14, and the daughter, Penelope, who was 16. Surely they're king and queen, and, and, and Michael and uh, Penelope are uh, prince and princesses. Yes, which I will get onto okay. the titles of nobility. Um, the UK became worried about a Cuba off the east coast of England and therefore orders were given to destroy all remaining forts. Wait, did he say a, like That's a in Cuba? That's in quotation marks. That's not me saying that. That's a quote. Like Cuba the country? Yeah. A they Cuba that, off the east coast of they England. They worried that these four people, <laughs> that this guy, his wife and his two children yeah. are like Cuba. Well, because he's declared it a nation. Yeah. They're, they're concerned about that guerrilla warfare, aren't they? <laughs> okay. Right. The anyway. UK are. Oh, the UK no, are concerned. They're not bigger fish, fish to fry. Fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> Orders were given okay. to destroy all remaining forts located in international waters. Um, so officers passed close to Sealand when mm. they were going past to destroy others, and one shouted that Sealand was next. To oh, be right, destroyed, um, but an, another has said that um, British workmen were close by to service a navigational buoy. So anyway, someone approached near Rough Towers. Yeah. So it was either the men who were gonna knock it down, yeah, yeah. or someone, someone some servicing bit of maintenance. A, a buoy. Um, Calling facilities. So anyway, this took place a year after the Declaration of Independence. This is now 1968. What and. Oh, oh, I thought you were thinking the No, the no, 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 no. Paddy's declaration. Like, Sorry, I'll be more clear. We're at 1760. Um, Sealand's Declaration of Independence. So, okay. either way, someone's passing by the fort. Yeah. Uh, Paddy claimed this to be within his territorial waters, and his son Michael tried to scare these men off by firing warning shots from Sealand. I've just realised he's 15 years old. What's his shooting? Who gave Catapult? him a gun? Oh, come. <laughs> Uh, Michael was a British subject at the time and therefore was summoned to court in England on firearm charges. What a nutter. But the court ruled that the fort was outside British territorial limits and therefore outside of the country's waters, so the case could not proceed. So in a way, like, he did he did wrong. He shouldn't have had a firearm. Also, I don't think any, they were going to do anything. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, but in a way, it's proved to Paddy that, that. Sealand 
exists. That's bizarre. And is a nation on their own. So this is just one of the arguments that he, he then yeah. uses. Cause I've, yeah, he's already got this um, yeah, so case it, it, behind yeah, him. So he's like, now, Sealand is recognised in international waters as a nation, kind of. So what? how do you set up a nation? Did he have to do any? Did he have to well, file with anyone? I get onto this, so... Um, I get onto the titles and I get onto what they introduced for Sealand, like a constitution. Okay. Uh, all sorts. All, I'll, honestly, it's bizarre. So... Um, so whether it was recognised as a nation or not, the fort is administered by the Bates family and they're recognised as a sovereign entity and they claim to be its hereditary rulers. I don't know how you can be hereditary rulers when it's just taken over it, but anyway. Um, well, their children will take yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Paddy Roy Bates was known as Prince Roy and his wife, Princess Joan. Michael is known as His Royal Highness Prince Michael and since 1994 has been known as Prince Regent by the Bates family. Uh, Michael also serves as Sealand's acting head of state and also its head of government. Does he look after the whales and orcas and everything? <laughs> no, but it's rude that Penelope wasn't given the princess and princess well, what region. She, what was she called? But it She's just Penelope. I saw her mentioned Gutted. once. Gutted. I did quite a lot of research on this and saw her mentioned Maybe once. Maybe she don't want to be involved in this. I'm not surprised, Nonsense. to be honest. Um, Sealand also sells titles of nobility such as Lord, Baron, Count and Equivalents. Later, after the death of Paddy, Sealand also be- uh, began offering publicly knighthoods and coats of arms and knighthoods cost around £99. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I could get a knighthood? Yeah, from Sealand. From Sealand. It's up to you. So that's Quite expensive, Sealand. £99, that's a bargain. I could put it on all my forms. Sir, yeah, but Sir. I don't think it's gonna get you. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> Just be bizarre. People would be like, "Oh, what did you get your knighthood for?" You like, I bought it. I got it from Sealand for all the good work I do for Sealand. I knew. You were, I thought you were gonna say that orcas then. <laughs> all the good work I do in With the whales. wildlife for Sealand. <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, isn't Sealand a, a bad company?" And mm. I'd be like, "That's Sea World." Yeah, and you'd be like, "This, be like, this I made is that a mistake nation." Once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've grown. Uh, yeah, so you can buy them if you want. I think you can buy them in England though, because oh, I seem to remember seeing like are. videos of people on Facebook and like this guy just bought like. No, I think you can buy land, and it makes you like lady or, or lord or. Oh really? Yeah, because one of the girls at uni was called uh, Philippa, and her friends all got together and bought her a piece of land for a twenty-first, so she's Lady Philippa. Ah, okay. But yeah, you can buy the titles. In 1975, Paddy introduced a constitution for Sealand. Um, this is also recorded as in 1974, so it's just around this time. The legal system is claimed to follow British common law. Um, he also produced a national flag, a national anthem, its own currency and passports. These passports are fantasy passports and are not valid for international travel. And the currency has been minted since 1972. Um, is he doing all this himself? Yeah, for some reason. The passports, the, in 1997, I think it was, they recalled them all. They were like, we need them all back. Why? <laughs> I don't know. There's no explanation. They were just like, we need them all back. But is he? Is it just him and his they family living there? Or... As far as I know, yeah. And I think the odd odd people every odd now and people, then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Not odd, but that. like, <laughs> I don't know if like family friends or someone who just go like, yeah. I don't know if they hire people to be over there, like a cleaner or something i don't know like because he's putting a lot of effort into create a national anthem please tell me i have the words to this national anthem i don't but i do i do know that it was recorded by the slovak radio company orchestra and it's oh, honestly they're probably going around the same <laughs> international waters aren't they yeah but it's just bizarre so i've got a bit more information on all this stuff he developed can so... you um can you show me afterwards a the national flag as well yeah we'll be able to find it okay um, Sealand's coins and postage stamps are denominated in Sealand dollars, which the Sealand deems to be at parity with the US dollar. Um, oh, really? One for one. <laughs> <laughs> the stamps were first issued in 1969 through to 1977, and then no further stamps were issued until 2010. Because no one will accept Again, them. Again, no explanation. You send them to England, they're <laughs> like, this isn't a real stamp. Well, 
<laughs> I'll talk about Sealand has one address, and this is the row, and it's so it's oh, like the row like the Sealand. Death, like death row. <laughs> it's not part of the Universal Postal Union, and therefore its inward address is a PO box in the UK, and from here it's taken to Sealand. It's oh, just awesome. like it's quite sad though, isn't it? Like <laughs> they're going through all this effort to like send out stamps and stuff, and then all their things have to get sent to a to, PO to box. Sealand also has a motto which appears on items such as stamps, coins and passports. The motto is E Mare Libertas, which means from the sea, freedom. In addition, there's also a national anthem which was composed by Londoner Basil Simonenko. Um, and then it was released by the Slovak Radio Company Orchestra in 2005. And the CD is called National Anthems of the World, Volume 7, Qatar to Syria. So I'm not sure where Sealand comes into Qatar to Syria. Well, oh, S. S. I thought it was in parts of the world. Oh, no, no. It's just now clicked. They've I understand. It's to... done quite well to get in volume seven, I feel. Qatar to Syria is quite a small chunk there. Mm. With There's quite a lot of S's, I guess, but a um, few hours. I don't know how many national anthems there are, though. Well, I think most countries will have a national anthem, really. I wouldn't be buying that CD are. though. I don't want to sit and listen to national anthem. I wouldn't be buying seven volumes anyway. I guess they've done okay there as well because they're in with like Spain, Switzerland, Syria, um, Quebec, Russia. They're in with some big names. Quebec, yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas like, yeah, they've done all right. I thought it was going to be like volume ones, like England, Spain. No, Russia, so, which France. I thought it was. I thought it was and by location. And then you location. get to seven and they're like, oh, uh, who else have Anyone we got? Yeah. Uh, Sealand? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fair that it's done alphabetically. I don't yeah. know why that didn't click until now, but it did. I know but... what to get you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll, ten I'll volumes. <laughs> um, so, Sealand set up. Okay. They're setting up all these different things. But in 1978, there was an attack. In August 1978, a gentleman called Alexander Ackenbach hired several German and Dutch mercenaries to attack Sealand while Paddy and his wife were in England. Alexander claimed to be the Prime Minister of Sealand. And I've put in brackets, to be honest, I'm not sure why and not sure what's going on here. Wait, so did he claim to be after the attack or was he like, I'm the rightful Prime Minister? As the attack. He As the like, attack, he was am, like, I want, I am I'm now... hiring you to attack because I am the Prime Minister what? of Sealand. Bizarre. Yeah, that's why I wrote, I'm not Absolutely sure what is going on. <laughs> wait. <laughs> Just wait. Um, Alex- back. I'm waiting. Alexander and his mercenaries... No, no, still nut jobs, oh, okay. but there's more. <laughs> Alexander and his mercenaries charged the platform with speedboats, jet skis and helicopters. They took Paddy's son hostage, Michael. Uh, but Michael um, was able to retake Sealand and using weapons on board, he held Alexander and the mercenaries hostage. I'm not sure how he went from being held hostage <laughs> to finding a weapon and then taking these men hostage. And I don't know how many of them there was. I feel like a lot of people... Have- in this story are quite incompetent I just I, I just they all need to give their heads a wobble I don't know what mm. they're doing um, Alexander who was a German lawyer and held a passport for Sealand was charged with treason against the nation um, he was held unless he could pay £23,000 the government is that, is that English money? Or well yeah yeah Sealand money no English <laughs> you mentioned sorry that he, he had a passport so he must have already had a past with Sealand yeah, he must have, yeah. but you can buy the passports. Oh, yeah. It's not, yeah. So I don't, I, this is all I found, so I don't, there's it's no okay. other story as to why he thought he was the Prime Minister. No one's recording the history of Sealand, yeah. really. <laughs> no, there is, a, there is a website. Okay. Um, so he's being held, he needs to pay 23000 The governments of uh, the Netherlands, Germany, and Austria appealed and petitioned to the British government for Alexander's release. But the United Kingdom disavowed Alexander's imprisonment and they cited the 1968 court decision. So they're like, it's not our fault, he's in international waters. Um, Germany then sent a diplomat from its London embassy to Sealand to negotiate the release. As a result of negotiations, a few weeks later Paddy relented and he claimed that the diplomat's visit validated Sealand's uh, status Mm -hmm. as a nation. So the guy was free, Alexander was free to go. And Paddy's like, actually, we got this visit, so we're now definitely a nation. Um, Alexander, the guy who tried to kidnap someone, yeah, got the, kidnapped himself. Yeah. Brilliant. Sealand's prime minister. Yes, sorry. Okay, <laughs> um, 
so he felt that it was a recognition of Sealand's existence, yeah. but some would argue that its uh, recognition is purely declaratory rather than it meeting nation requirements. I agree. I feel that. Uh, once Alexander was repatriated, he and Gerno Puez established a government in exile. I don't know who this Gerno is, but he was just mentioned. This is also known as the Sealand Rebel Government or Sealandic Rebel Government. Alexander's appointed successor is Johannes Seeger, and on his website he still claims to be Sealand's legitimate ruling authority. So he set up a rebel alliance. (laughs) Where are they? There's a rebel government, I'm assuming in Germany. Okay. I don't. (laughs) Honestly, I do not know. I was reading this like, what? (laughs) Um, In the early 1990s, the rebel government also produced a Sealand coin which featured a likeness of Prime Minister Seeger. So that's oh. the guy whose website he still claims to be the legitimate ruler of Sealand. Wait, the Sealand coin shows Alexander on it? No, it wasn't. It was Alexander's um, successor. Oh, but a Sealand coin yeah, shows but that. It was hmm. a Sealand coin produced by the rebel government. Oh, by the so, rebel government, okay. Yeah. There's lots of money flowing around. I don't know which is real and which is fake. I know, it's quite confusing. Uh, following the invasion, Paddy set up the Knights of the Sovereign Military Order of Sealand which is a mouthful. Um, It was formed for the Principality's defence if it was to come under threat or attack. Uh, Later, after Paddy died, membership of this order was opened up to sale to the general public. Although I don't know why anybody would pay to be a member of this. To be a knight. To then defend Sealand if it got attacked. Because essentially that's what you're doing. Hmm. You're paying to join the equivalent of an army there. Yeah, you are. Anyway. So... I've just got since Where's he got his money from? How's he living out there? It's not clear. Okay. Later on, I'll tell you how much... In my last... Like, literally, my last sentence, it says that it's estimated that Sealand have a GDP of $600,000. Okay. But it's Wait. not clear where the number how comes from. How do they have from. a G... Oh, GDP. Gross. I didn't look into what GDP means. I thought you would know. Yeah, gross domestic product. Well, yeah, so anyway, the country's getting $600,000 a year, apparently. Right. From what? It's not clear. That's what I say. (laughs) But we'll go back. We'll come back to that after. In 1987, the UK extended its territorial waters from 3 to to 12 nautical miles. So Sealand now sits within British waters. Can they just do that? I think so. I don't know why. There was no reason or anything that I read. Obviously, there must be a reason, they, but... Yeah, they must have to tell someone that they're having a bit more waters. Yeah, must, but yeah. I don't I don't know. Um, I'm sure like the UN agreed or something. Must have done. In 1990, a court case was in the United States registering ships in Sealand as a flag of convenience. This case, an appeal in 1991, ruled against allowing Sealand flagged vessels... What does um, that mean? This was never contested again by the Bates family. I don't know. I think they must have wanted to put Sealand on. I don't know. Flags. That's what I'm thinking, but it doesn't sound right, does Flags. it? <laughs> on a boat. Well, anyway, the, a ruling went against them. Right, okay. I did so try and read more, but I just was getting a bit lost. Um, the UK is one of 165 parties to the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea which was enforced in 1994. And this states that artificial islands, installations and structures do not possess the status of islands. And John Gibson, a law academic, explained that there is little chance that Sealand would be recognised as a nation because it's a man-made structure. I didn't even think about that. I don't know why. (laughs) No, but I just included that because this is in 1994, so this is still a topic of debate, whether they're a nation or not. Yeah, but it's man-made. It's not... I agree. I'm agreeing with these experts and everyone. <laughs> but the, isn't there islands that are man-made that uh, that loads of celebrities bought? So you would say they're not nations? Um, I don't know. I think, are they like a, a group of islands which are part of a bigger thing? I think so, but I don't know if they were constructed. But I also think this is slightly different because it's not constructed like an earth, is it? No. It's constructed like an oil rig. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's constructed like a strange structure. Yeah. Um, like a, a base, an army base. Yeah, to be honest, I wouldn't say it's a nation. I don't know how big it is. It doesn't seem very big. 
I've just thought Sealand is quite a specific topic and I feel like people from Sealand might be listening. They might do. So Possibly. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. You won't come up on my little um counter of all the different countries we're listening. Oh yeah, you <laughs> might not. <laughs> Probably just say the UK. Probably won't. Might say international waters. Mm. Probably not. Probably not. Um, in 1997, all Sealand passports were revoked, as I mentioned before, including um, those that had been issued by the Bates family over the last 22 years. It's been estimated that there were 150,000 in circulation. Wow. Which is a lot. That is a lot, yeah. Um, Sealand has also been involved in the establishment of an offshore internet hosting facility, or Data Haven. It was called Haven Co, and it was established in 2000. And Ryan Lackey, Haven Co's co-founder, later quit as he felt that Michael had kept the 1990 and 91 court case from him and he lost investment money as a result. So obviously it tarnished Sealand's reputation a little bit that they lost that court case and then the appeal about flagships. Okay. The one that we're not clear on. Oh, yeah. In November 2008, the operations of Haven, Haven Co ceased without explanation. So they so, were doing what were they? It sounds a bit dodgy. What it's were they an doing? internet hosting facility off like in in international waters. But they're not. They're in the UK waters now, so it oh, must okay. just it must just be a place where they do it. Mm, strange. I don't really think it's illegal. No, maybe um, not. A UK spokesperson for the Home Office in 2000 said that they did not see Sealand as a nation, and they have no reason to believe anyone else recognizes it as a nation. So. Still, in 2000, still. it's still coming up. Not a nation. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sealand is not recognised by any major international sporting body and its population is insufficient to raise a team. However, they do claim to have official national athletes, including non-Sealanders. Um, so some people choose to represent the company. In the 2000... Company. Uh, the co- <laughs> I, said, I put country in this, but it's not even a country, is it? The place. Um, in 2003, the first official athlete was appointed, and this was Darren Blackburn from Ontario. Is that how you say it? Ontario, Canada. Ontario. Toronto, yeah. Ontario. Mm-hmm. He represented the country at marathons and off-trail races. Uh, the Sealand Football, the Sealand National Football Association, is an associate member of the Novell Federation Board. It's a sanctioning body for non-member states or those not recognised by FIFA. Oh. Um, in 2004, the national team played its first game against the Ireland Islands and the score was 2 2. The what? The Ireland Islands? Ireland. A L A N D. Ireland. A land. A land. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know. However, you pronounce it. I wonder if the Isle of Man play in this. Oh, potentially. I don't know. They play against like Jersey and Guernsey and stuff. They have two national teams. Is that the Viva World Cup? don't know. Maybe why. Because I mentioned that after. I'm not sure. But um, they actually have two <laughs> national teams, I think. Huh. I think they have a team of people who were born on the island. Because it's not that many people. It's like maybe 30 miles wide. I'm going to get butchered it by Adrian, <laughs> who listens from the other man. Um, and I think they have a team of people born on the island. And then they have a team of like the best players who play on the island, maybe. Something like that. Oh, so then it doesn't. they don't have to be a... No, I don't think so. Born and raised on the Isle of Man. Yeah, and they just play... One of them's much better than the other. I think the team of the people who are just the best players... yeah. I think they're the better team. I think the other team play against Guernsey and Jersey and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, they might play against Sealand, don't they? Or maybe they... No, I think maybe the rubbish ones just play against other teams within the Isle of Man. I don't know. This isn't what we're talking about. Yeah. Sealand. (laughs) Um, Also in 2004, Mountaineer Slader Oviat carried the Sealand flag to the top of... Mustag Atta. I've never heard of it. It must be a mountain. On the twenty third of no, we'll get to that. On the twenty third of June two thousand and six, the top platform of Sealand caught fire due to an electrical fault. One person was transferred to Ipswich Hospital by a Royal Air Force helicopter, and a local fire tug extinguished the fire. And by November, all damage was repaired. That's a very trivial point, but everything I read seemed to mention this fire. So I don't know oh, why right. they mentioned this fire, but it just kept coming up. Um, I think it's because if it has a fire on the place that small, it's probably going to wipe it out. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of damage to all yeah, of it. Yeah, they will, and there's no hospital or anything. So they no, they have to get transferred. To Ipswich. Yeah. 
In January 2007, the Pirate Bay attempted to purchase Sealand due to looking for a base elsewhere um, as a result of harsher copyright measures in Sweden. So I think this is... Pirate Bay... I um, think it that... must be either like to do with radio or TV I or think, films. Yeah, I think like a downloading thing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Illegal. Um, but they didn't buy Sealand for some right. reason. Uh, between 2007 and 2010, Sealand was offered for sale through a Spanish estates company called Inmo Naranja, which means something orange. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't mean something orange. It means something. <laughs> oh. And then orange. Okay. Not sure about the Inmo. Why, what's that, Spanish? Yeah, Naran has orange. Okay. Um, The asking price for the fort was around 600 million. Seems excessive. And I've put, I'm assuming this did not sell because I've got more facts about it. it, But it does seem, I thought it does seem pretty steep. In 2007, the World Cup of Kung Fu um, (laughs) in Sealand were represented by Michael Martel. He won two silver medals and became the first Sealand athlete to appear on a world championship podium. Wow, like an actual... Yep, in the World Cup of Kung Fu. Where was he from? I don't know. know. No. In 2008, the World Egg Throwing Championship was won by the team which represented Sealand. Wow. And also... Oh, go on. Where were they from? All over, I don't know, it doesn't say. They were born all over, but they were made in Sealand. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Nonsense. Um, also in 2008, uh, the Principality hosted a skateboarding event, which was with Church and East. I'm assuming that's some form of skateboarding organisation. How big is this island? Um, and it was sponsored by Red Bull. Oh, that's good. So, the, the pretty significant yeah. skateboarding event there. Yeah. I don't know how big the island is. Because if not you're sure. having a skateboarding event on the island, I'm I'm imagining it to be tiny. I don't know why. I'm I am, but it's I think it's like a little building, and then a lot of land yeah, around maybe. it, like a big car park with a Did building you find in any the pictures? middle. There are pictures, okay. yeah. So I can I can tweet one. Yeah. In 2009, Sealand announced the revival of the Football Association and its intention to participate at a future Viva World Cup. They played their second game in history against Chagos Islands on the 5th of May 2012 and they lost 3-1. The team included former Bolton Wanderers player Simon Charlton. <gasps> but do you know him, man? Yeah, he's played for Oldham as well. I saw, oh. him, I saw him score a goal from his own half. He played <laughs> for Sealand Simon in Charlton. 2012. Oh, he, I'm glad you know him. Yeah, he, uh, he played left-back. Um, yeah, he's the guy I thought it was. And... He went, went as he got older. He went to play for Oldham, and there was a, a kick off mm-hmm. second half. Passed it back to him at left back. He just booted it, <laughs> and it bounced in front of the goalkeeper and went over him. Serious? Yeah, that is cool. It was mental. Um, yeah, Simon Charlton. Yeah. So he played for Sealand in two thousand and twelve, and they lost three one. Yeah, the the Chagos Archipelago. I can never say that word. Archipelago. Yeah. Uh, or islands. The group of seven atolls comprising more than 60 individual tropical islands in the Indian Ocean, about 500 mm. kilometres south of the Maldives, Archipelago. Oh, that sounds good. I'm not saying Archipelago. Can you go on How do you say that? Yeah, but the Indian Ocean is British Indian Ocean territory. That's probably why they play each other. Oh, maybe. But they lost 3 1. The team went on to complete. Uh, to compete, sorry, in club tournaments in the UK, the Netherlands and Ireland and they placed 11th at UK Nationals in 2010. Uh, Sealand's also been represented in the flat track ver- uh, variant of roller derby since 2012 and this team is mainly made up of skaters from South Wales. Well, no. Um, I'm giving this to you in chronological order so this isn't related to sport but... Paddy Roy Bates died aged 91 on the 9th of October 2012 and he was succeeded by Michael. But really, he's lived a good life there. 91. Yeah. And he, he made a nation. So, he's he's now died, unfortunately. On the 18th of May 2013, the Sealand football team played a charity match against a team of all-stars from Fulham FC. They okay. lost 5-7. 7-5. I've not put bad. a lot of goals in that game. Yeah, big. Twelve. Yeah, not bad. Do you want to what know about the Viva World yes, Cup? Yes, go on. Viva World Cup. 
Isn't it? It was an international association football tournament organised by the New Federation Board, which was an umbrella association for teams yes. unaffiliated. So that was what FIFA. I mentioned before. The uh, where's it gone? The Nouvelle Federation Board. So that that means oh, new, yeah, no, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> it was held five times between two thousand six and twenty twelve. Um, obviously, it was in two thousand six. It was in Occitania. Don't know where that is. It was in Sampma in 2008, Padania 2009, Gozo 2010. It's every year. Kurdistan 2012. They've had it every year for a little while. Five in, in see, how many years was it? Yeah, because yeah, it was like 2006, 2008, 2009. The, uh, the last champions in 2012 were Iraqi Kurdistan. Oh. The most successful, they put club here because it's not a country, is, it? is Padania. They won three titles. And it's been succeeded by the newly organised. Con Ifa World Cup, World Football Cup. Oh. It was held in 2014. So, I wonder if Sealand will play in the Con Ifa World Cup. Well, there's been three already. 14, 16, 18. I've never heard of any of these. Well, and I didn't read that they'd taken part in that. Um, one of the most successful teams is the County of Nice, which looks like the County of Nice. That's oh. nice, isn't it? Yeah, that is nice, but why do they play when they... Their country is France. Um, I don't know if it is in France. Right, okay. It's a team. We've gone down a rabbit hole there, haven't we? I knew you'd be interested in the football stuff. Um, sounds French. Yeah, might be French. Probably is. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting, this World Cup. Yes, yeah, so they're playing in a different World Cup. They were playing in the Viva one in 2012. Uh, on May 22nd, 2013, the Sealand flag was placed at the summit of Mount Everest by mountaineer Kenton Cool. What a cool name. Kenton Cool. Not bad. Yeah, it's at, it's at Mount so Everest. So they made the it flag. to Everest. Mm-hmm. Sealanders. Um, and then also in 2013, Haven Co. was restarted with the help of internet entrepreneur Avi Friedman. As far as I know, Haven Co. is still... Okay. Existing and the um, the nation is still an internet hosting facility. Right. In two thousand and fifteen, a half marathon was run on Sealand by Simon Messenger as part of his round the world in eighty runs. So mm. we did eighty half marathons, and he did one on Sealand. Yeah, not a good so choice. So it must be quite big, otherwise it'd be like yeah. running around your living room, wouldn't it? But they do do marathons at, in prison. Did they? They did. Uh, they mentioned it on Air Hustle. Yes, A good did. podcast that I've plugged before. Uh, and they talked about how people did the uh, marathon in the San Quentin yard. But you have to run it like 80 times or something. Bizarre. Must be more than 80 for a marathon. 180 times. I yeah. It was a lot. Joan, Princess Joan died aged 86 on the 10th of March 2016. So also a good life. A Great innings. Mm-hmm. And just winding down, today few people live on Sealand and even Michael has moved to shore and lives in Suffolk and his children are educated there. He wanted them to go to school in the UK. Yeah, where did he go to Did they go to school on Sealand? He said that it was very... Home talk. I read this um, interview that he did and it was very... He, he lived on Sealand and he said they had no internet, no phones. He was like, once the boat dropped you off, you were there like two weeks, six weeks, just till it came back to get you. But now I've written... Sealand is now equipped with the phone and the internet, so wow. it's less of a well, they were, they restricted. Were I know. Live there. But yeah, so I think I think he was raised on Sealand. Um, Michael's new grandson is the fourth generation Sealander, and this will assure the principality's future. So it's still passing down. Thank goodness. Um, so modern Sealand is equipped with the phone and the internet, and there's even a gift shop. And there's a gift shop online if you're interested. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I might get myself a flag. <laughs> I might get myself... Do they football shirts? Oh, they might do. I don't know, because it doesn't sound like they play that regularly. No. They've only lost the they last They might need a games. player, actually. Oh, they might do! <laughs> oh! Um, it has an estimated GDP of $600,000, as we've said, but it's not clear where this number comes from. Um, it was suggested in an interview with Michael that it's the internet data haven, the yeah. gift shops, and the sales of coins, passports, and titles. Yeah. However, I've not heard of Sealand. Nobody I know has heard of Sealand, so I don't know how much money they're making off these sales of stuff in the gift shop. But now, at least millions of other people will know, thanks so to our podcast. That, that number will go right up, won't it? 
just looking at my um my searches here. I've got the Conifer World Cup. I've got the, con- the County of Nice national football team, and I've got Simon Charlton. It's a mix, but what so, unites them? Sealand. Sea and mm. doesn't that unite us all at the end of the day? Apart from that guy who tried to kidnap someone. Yeah, bizarre. Like when I was reading it, I was just like, "What?" I've just searched Sealand. Mm-hmm. It is literally. Just. It looks like an oil it's rig, tiny, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just a little oil rig. It's just like two Bizarre. poles on a platform on top. Bizarre. It's got the flag on it there as well. well the population in 2002 was 27. But I think that's mainly the family. Because if you think if Michael had his kids over there, how's he met anyone to get married? How's he even had kids? Oh, he's had to come home, hasn't he, for a bit? The capital is, is HM Fort Ruffs. <laughs> so it's. It's not really big enough to have a capital, is it? No, and that's what it was called before. They've got a .org, though. No? Yeah, I know, as I said, they've got a website that's got quite a bit of the history on. Here we go. Oh, they take Where's donations, our, don't yeah. they? Where's our online shop? Ooh. Become a Duke or Ju- Duchess, £500. Oh, they put the prices... Oh, no, it's... Become a Lord, Lady, Baron or Baroness, 30 quid. Not bad. Not bad. It's got five stars as well, right? I'm Lady Lorna. 100 quid to join the Knights. There's a book... Called Holding the Fort by Michael of Sealand. Personalised coat of arms. Own a piece of Sealand. They don't have much to give away, to be honest. I won't be doing no, that. I reckon you them. get like a brick. Yeah, it's 20 quid. Identity card for 25 quid. Mm. Not bad. I've not seen any football shirts yet. Personalised Sealand, personalized Sealand email address. This is like when I go and like search for Harry Potter and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, the office gift bundle, sorry, is, is out of stock. Mm, not such a bargain as well. Little flag. You get a little flag, yeah. The flag's actually quite good. Quite... <gasps> Football shirt. 45 quid, though. <laughs> Do you like it, though? It's all right. It, it's basically one I wore at school. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> like, they've just got a night, they've got night to make them... Put the badge on and everything. 50 quid. Get a flag, though. 12 quid. It's like, uh, it reminds me of Trinidad and Tobago flag. Yes, it does look a bit... It's a bit French as well, that flag. Oh, get you an I Love Sealand t-shirt. It's got the little <laughs> the little Sealand <laughs> outline in the love. God, this is good. Stamps, 2017 edition. Sealand security. God, they're having fun with it now as well. I like that. <laughs> little, little desk flag. flag. I have to get a desk flag, but it's 12 quid. For work. Get a support <laughs> band. Yeah, for work. <laughs> Like, oh, what's this? They'll be like, listen to, listen to 51. 51 of uh, my podcast. Also, the shirt I'm wearing, national football shirt. <laughs> oh, that's wow. good, isn't it? Good report. I can't believe that's a bit of a different... We've gone a different way today with that report. Yeah, it was leading into the modern. Do you have a... Uh... I don't I don't have a movie corner. Do you have a movie corner on Sealand? Shall I really? see if there's anything out there? Yeah. Oh... This is beside the point, but this article said that um, Sealand gets thousands of citizenship requests following votes for Brexit and Donald Trump. Oh, really? Interesting. He's, he's saying that they're planning to reclaim land from the sea to accommodate a bigger population, Michael is. Very bold. Official religion, Protestant. I've yet to find a film. I'm sorry. The dinonym, um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It's sort of, sort of the the word you'd say is Sealander, uh, Sealandic. There are two options. <laughs> it's Sealandic. Cool. There's a uh, 27. The population is claimed, but only four are permanent residents. That is it. Yeah, I've just showed Matt a picture of Sealand, and he's Where are they less living? than impressed. Under there, he stood on the roof there. That is absolutely that half mental. That is more mental than I could ever imagine. <laughs> you can see how big he is on the island. That picture. Wow. I definitely will. I've got a couple of Sealands for you. There you go. So apparently, there is a film in production, a biography slash drama. Oh, where would I be without you? Thank you. Um, but because um, we we don't know if this is about Sealand first of all, but it seems mm. to be. Um, might be about the uh, life on Sealand. I don't know. Yeah, apparently it's a, it's a forthcoming film about Sealand. That's what it says on um, micronations.wikia.com. To be fair, I think it would make a good documentary. About this guy. You know, it would. Yeah. Uh, there's also, unrelated, is a short film called Sea Land, which was made in Israel. Yeah. What's that about? 
Beisha, a young mother, decides to dissolve her family. She and her husband separate. Contrary to expectation, she decides that her husband will take their little daughter upon his charge. Dot, dot, dot. Wow. Oh, oh there's more. Oh, okay. But life has a different plan. Joel. Who's Joel? <laughs> Joel disappears. Anyway, that's... um. That was uh, Matt's movie That's Matt's corner. movie corner. <laughs> Thank you for Matt's movie so corner. So there's a forthcoming movie, and if you, that doesn't quench your taste for Sealand... You're going to have to watch something about an Israeli family breaking up. Yeah. Or just visit. Just visit. Actually, that's a much better way. Don't mm. watch a movie. Live a movie. Yeah. Go and see it. Just hit Michael up. I'm sure he'd accept you. I'm sure he'd love someone visiting him <laughs> on that island. Yeah. I can't believe it. That photo's like put in perspective for me. I know. I will tweet out the photo. Wow. Lana, thank you. It's all right, yeah. Do you have a late hint for next week's podcast report? You don't? Um, no, because it's not me doing it. Do you have a late hint? No. Okay. <laughs> I haven't thought about a new podcast report yet. Yeah, I didn't do a big question as well because I did a long report. You did, yeah. So I'll wait it was a long report, days. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you a big question. But oh, uh, go on. I was just going to ask you what you would name your pirate radio station. Oh, good one. Sunshine Melodies. Sunshine Melodies? Yeah. You're playing tunes. That's I quite am. nice, isn't it? Happy tunes. Sunshine. That's good. Good. And um, what about you? Um, struggling. First thing that comes to your head. Radio Royton. <laughs> <laughs> what? Royton <laughs> being the place where we live? I feel where, like where Matt lives, I, I live followed, in a better place. I followed the, 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 the radio thought process of Radio Essex. Wonderful Radio London. Yeah, exactly. But now they don't follow it, so now it's not like it's like uh, capital heart. Yeah, but this galaxy. is on the mainland. This is out in the international oh, waters. Okay, this is so, where we stick to. So we're about fifty years Royton, behind. You're going into international waters. It's not going to reach, is it? Radio Royton. It's not going to reach. Roytonians aren't going to be able to listen to Radio Probably Royton. Probably not. Unless they go on the laptop. Mm, yeah. Anyway. We'll promote it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Bizarre. We've gone a bit off topic yeah, a few times today. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that report. Right. Something different. Mm-hmm. Um, next, thanks for listening as well. And yes. come back next week for a new podcast report from me. Yes. Uh, Lana's going to tweet out some pictures. Yeah, I definitely will do. At, There's quite a few. At Idiot History Pod on the Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Tweet us at IdiotHistoryPod at gmail.com. No emails. Emails. Yeah. Um... Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again next week. New podcast report. Mm-hmm. I need to write one. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.